is the Meeting of Minds podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. Hi, I'm Philippa and welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. Um, you're very welcome here today. Um, it's actually a, a, an interesting and exciting episode for me today because I've got um, Louisa here with me. Um, you might remember Louisa from quite a few episodes in the first series and I've asked her back today for a very special reason but before we get into that I just want uh, to just point out a couple of things Uh, first of all if you've not signed up to my newsletter please go to my website and all over the every single page has got uh, a button where you can sign up to the newsletter that will be going out in the second week of December So if you want to receive my newsletter, please go and sign up for it. Also, the really exciting news is exciting for me. Anyway, we're recording this on the 30th of November. And I just want to tell you that my book, I See Me, is now live on Amazon. Uh, I'm really excited and... um, I know a few people have been uh, wanting to know when it's available. So if you are one of those people, thank you. And um, yeah, it's available to buy on Kindle and in paperback version. And if you just Google my name, Philippa, which is one L and two P's, Robinson, you will find it on Amazon. So back to today's episode. And I wanted to come on and talk about writing my book um, but what I didn't really want to do is is just talk uh, at you um, or talk at my microphone by myself. So I asked Louisa to come along so that we can have a chat about it together. And she's going to ask me some questions. And um, I, in the end, asked Louisa not to share her questions with me at the begin- uh, beforehand. So I've got no idea what Louisa is planning on asking me um, because I just wanted my answer and my reaction to her questions to be just um, my in the moment response. So, um, you know, be kind, Louisa. I'm sure she will. I'm only joking. I'm sure she will. Um, She's laughing now as I'm uh, saying this. So um, without further ado, as they say, um, Louisa, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> I'm back. You are back. Yay. It's so nice. It's so nice to be recording um, a chat with you uh, again. Um, series one seems like so long ago. In fact, we were busy recording some of them for series one this time last year. Can you believe that? A whole year. Yeah. Because wow. they went. Ooh, out in January. You've achieved a lot in a whole year. <laughs> well, it's funny. Who'd have, who'd have thought? I mean, that we would, um, you know, the podcast would still be going by now and that I wouldn't have run out of things to say. Although (laughs) I bet you're not surprised about that, really, are you? That I've not run out of things to say. (laughs) And and yeah, today my book is finally live on Amazon. Um, As one comment says, what does it say? It says, uh, this is real life in all its glorious and terrible moments. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that I think is probably quite a good description. 
So I'm going to shut up. Okay. I'm going to try and zip my mouth and shut up. And I'm, and, um, I'm going to pretend to be an interviewer yeah, for the night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it. Brilliant. Okay, well, start off with how do you feel? How do you feel now that it's live in the world? How do I feel? I know. Um, I think... I'm not, I don't know how, I, I, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling. Um, I think I think what I was going to say then is I don't know how to feel or how I should be feeling. But of course, everyone's journey is different. I am, I am really glad that I've stuck with it and that I've got this far and that I've done it. I'm really, I'm so, I'm really proud of it actually mm -hmm. I had to read it again over the weekend cover to cover and came up with loads of things that I needed to change and um I don't want this to sound like I don't know big-headed or anything but I was reading it and I was actually enjoying reading it and I was reading it almost forgetting it was me in a way mm -hmm. that it was my story um and um it's not fiction, it is real. Um, but I I did, I did, I liked the way it unfolded. So um I'd say I'm relieved that, mm -hmm. I, that, that I've got here. I'm really proud of it. I'm excited to see what what people who read read it make of it. I really hope that it helps some people as many people as it can sort of see themselves in some of my story and it might um, inspire them to take some action, maybe. Um, certainly I wanted to know, them to know that it, they're not alone, that whatever it is they're going through, if they can recognize what they're going through when they're reading about what I went through, then they know it's not just them. That was my driving force behind, um, writing it but yeah as far as I have written a book ah! <laughs> <laughs> well you're doing pretty well you've answered a few of my questions already oh, <laughs> already already I yeah. still find it if you type my name I, I keep typing my name into into Amazon and like keep coming up with my book and I'm a bit like shocked that every time I do it it keeps coming up as though oh, the next time I, I do it it will all have turned out to be a dream and it's not actually real or something like that so um, what a horrible dream that would be <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly but um I was listening to a Glennon Doyle um podcast uh, earlier today and she was um interviewing Brené Brown and I just love Brené Brown and but Glennon Doyle was talking about a word they have in their house which is scared and excited put together and they call it skited and and that that helps them know so when their kids use the word skited they know that they're a little bit scared but in an excited way that it's something different mm. that it's something they really want to do but they might be a little bit nervous and maybe they need a bit of encouragement but it's not scared so that they need help getting out of it or any of those sort of things and I thought that was really I, I, I guess I, I'd say I feel pretty skited. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I don't have a word for that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a good a good way to look yeah. at it. Well, it's, a, it's, 
it's nice to give it its own word because yeah I find that when you when you say I'm nervous it's not that you're nervous but because you are well you are but you're also excited and yeah. nervous because you care and yeah nervous because you want it to be amazing yeah. um which is not the same as ner- just being nervous so I like that yeah. you're skited I'm skited okay. yeah <laughs> so let's backtrack just a little bit um and so this is just a human to human question because I have lots of people that I want to gift your book um and obviously I already know you and I talk to you very often so I have a good idea but in your words how would you summarize what your book is about oh Oh, I'm gonna have to get used to that question Uh, and yeah and actually another bit um so summarize in your words yes what your book is about and then but then just let us know is that what you always intended or has this been a bit of a journey of chopping and changing okay um okay you remember those two parts for me will you please just in case I forget the second because you know yeah you know what I'm like (laughs) um so my but I should have this really sorted a bit better so I could just trot it out. But um, so this is going to be a work in progress. But um, so my book is my memoir, which I find really weird that that's the genre of it. It's sort of my life story, because I tend to think that memoirs should be for people who are famous or who, you know, have a life that we sort of know a bit about. But anyway, um, it is the story, my story, of um, how I arrived at being 47 and losing a lot of the sight in my right eye, which then led to an unraveling, a breakdown. And, but from there, a, um, a kind of, a rebirth if that's not like a really corny uh word to use um I mean the early bits of the book I mean it they, it starts from me being about four um those memories are quite sketchy because you know that's nearly 50 years ago now um and as we get closer to me being 47 the memories are obviously much fresher so there's much more detail in there but I talk a lot about um my childhood and a lot of the trauma that I experienced during that time because my experience of what I have been through in the last five years has allowed me to process a lot of that trauma in a way that I had never done before in fact never ever I didn't process any of it. I just buried it and pretended it didn't happen. Um, So I have processed a lot of it. And what I have then allowed to happen because of that processing is I've discovered who I am. And were you expecting that? Were you expecting to, to have that experience whilst writing the book? Um, no, I, 
when I decided I want when I left therapy I had three years of therapy when I left therapy in uh, just before lockdown January 2020 um, I knew I wanted to write a book I've I've begun to write a book quite a few times over the years um, but it was sort of my story fictionized, um, but it didn't feel right to write to, to, to actually write it as fiction. Uh, so, but I knew then when I left therapy that it, it, it I don't know, I, it was just a gut feeling that now is the time to write the book. And probably because I had processed a lot of my childhood stuff. So was in a place to write about it. Um, that because it wouldn't, traumatize me re-traumatize me I'm not saying actually some of it didn't re-traumatize me but we'll get on to that in a minute um but I my idea original idea was to write a book that um uh, more of a self-help type book so this is what I've learned from my time in therapy mm-hmm. uh, that was my original idea so I had all these post-its stuck on a on, on a on a board that I had in um in our spare room and I kept looking at it and it was all the lessons that I'd learned um uh, during my time in therapy so when I started writing those are sort of the things that I started writing down but I didn't get very far before I got stuck because in writing about the things I learned, I inevitably had to explain why I'd had to learn it, which meant going back and explaining what had happened. So I was getting really stuck where to, what to write about, where to draw the line, how much detail do I give? And also I didn't really think there was any merit in writing my whole story. And um, such was my desire to write the book that I sought out a book coach to help me because I knew I needed some help. And I found the fabulous Sam Osbiston, who um, I came across her in a couple of Facebook groups. And I realized that she was just the sort of person that I thought could help me. So uh, we started working together and she quite quickly encouraged me to write my whole story, Um, partly because breaking up what I'd learned from why I'd needed to learn it was pretty much an impossible task really but also because she she helped me see that in telling my whole story it might help other people resonate with my story better Mm -hmm. so um so really when I started off this I'm going to write a book I definitely didn't have like you know all the all the what did all the glorious and terrible moments of all my life I did not intend to write all that Um, but that is what came out Mm -hmm. and um it was really cathartic writing about it it was very difficult at times there were many aha moments as I was writing it um there were many, and I actually talk about some of them actually in the book, that until I've actually written this down now, I hadn't realised that. So there were many times that I had in my life, I had opportunities to learn lessons, but I didn't see them. I was so closed and could not see anything other than my life has gone to shit again. And that's all I could see without actually being able to take a step back and, and, and have a look at why it had that had happened again. Yeah. 
so um yeah it was it was quite a process you can imagine and it's, yeah and it's taken me a year I started uh, November last year um and and it it's taken a year and it there's been great it's sort of worked for me that there's been a lot of work on it and then give it a bit of a rest a lot of work give it a bit of a rest because it was quite tough sometimes mm -hmm. so um, and, and and how do you feel now so you went on quite the journey so you didn't yeah. expect to ever even write about your whole story no. but how nice that, that your book coach opened your eyes and encouraged you to see what an amazing story you do have and you know there's something in there for lots of people you lived through you know you've lived through lots of different types of trauma and um so I've I've you know I've read the books so yeah. I, I you know and I, I related to different things I had a very different upbringing to you I've experienced very different things but even I found other different parts of your story that resonated with me um, and made me look at my life and the way that I guess I view other people because you I you know I know you and I've met you in your I've met you a lot later in your life and how much later in my life but you know I've already admitted in another episode I'm double your age but yes thank you for that <laughs> but it is very interesting because so for me to know you as a person yeah. you know you you're wonderful you you're intelligent you're funny you're you're a great human you're full of love and to read your story and imagine you as a tiny little Philippa carrying pain and 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 the things you lived through, I, you know, I didn't know about. You hadn't told me some of those things. And so when I read them, they were a shock to me, like they will be to, to other people who read your book. But also what a great lesson for me. So I can look at you and see how incredible you are. And you always were, but you didn't see that. And you haven't seen that for so many years. It took you so long, but it's so inspiring. You know, it, it is it's such an inspiring story to see all the work that you did, all, all the, the battles you overcame and who you are now as a person. And I, I think things happen as they're supposed to happen in life. And actually, you've probably got many, many more books in you. And what a lovely way. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice way to start this journey though with your your followers and and the people that you do engage with and that you help and I think it's a really nice way to introduce your knowledge because in this day and age there's lots of knowledge flying around the internet and you know you don't really know what's right and wrong and how do people class themselves as What's the word? You know, how, how do you reach a point where you can say that you can talk about certain things, but you because you've lived it and you've explained your story, I, I can't not believe the help and, and the words that, that you put in there because 
you've lived it it's a true story you've you've lived yeah all of those traumas that's your life um so yeah because yeah, you God. met me you because you met me post well not post breakdown in the middle post me losing the sight in my eye and um and and, and that all sort of getting sorted out um, post my counselling foundation course so you you met me after all those things so you met me when I was right in the middle but coming out the other end of this yeah. sort of mass this big transition period um, you know when you, you know as I say in the book I don't name you in the book but you you know because I don't really name anybody in the book but you know you were actually really quite instrumental in helping me see the new me, which was beginning to become uncovered as I processed a lot of the, the, the trauma and allowed, allowed myself to um, believe that there was another way of being that wasn't just being driven by my trauma responses all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's been a uh quite a quite a process mm -hmm. quite uh and it's been slow and steady so it hasn't been too overwhelming there have been times when it's been quite a bit overwhelming but it hasn't been uh unbearable um mm -hmm. and um yeah I wouldn't go back for anything I wouldn't go mm -hmm. back and change anything if ever all that because all of that has brought me to where I am now and where I am now is you know the happiest I've ever been so um it's kind of all been worth it now I'm here um, yes oh no, no I'm now, here it's all now you can worth. see the light yes yeah yeah and so it's, it's interesting so you write about all your past traumas and you kind of have to relive those memories but did you did you learn anything new about yourself through this process not just backtracking and dealing with you know past memories and past feelings but what what new things did you learn or did you learn any new things um I think um the first thing that's coming to mind is that I I think I learned to appreciate my strengths that I do have strengths that um I'm not just fundamentally a broken person who is just about getting by in life and everybody is soon going to realize that actually I'm just broken and useless because that's how I le lived a lot of my life feeling like that sort of stumbling from one day to the next thinking I'm all you know it's all it's all going to come crashing down around me so actually I think reliving some of those things I I saw strength in I saw strength in me that I'd never really appreciated before and I always thought I'd accepted what happened to me without really batting an eyelid. And I always used to say, you know, I was a good girl and a people pleaser. And I very definitely was those things. 
but it made me see that there were little sparks every now and again at different stages of my life where actually you could see the spark of somebody different you could mm -hmm. I could see little Philippa in there actually who's quite feisty and quite actually this is not okay I never said that I never actually said to anybody that what what is happening is not okay but I I could feel I could feel a little bit as I was writing it I could feel that there was a little part in me at some times so maybe four or five times certainly during my childhood where I kind of knew it wasn't okay Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that that little bit, it, that little part of me has always been there. And that's why that's the dedication that my book is dedicated to little Philippa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try not to cry now. Uh, is dedicated to little Philippa, who I say, um, I'm just going to have to read it now so I don't cock it up. What? Who I say, uh, oh gosh. So this book is for little Philippa, my inner child, who always knew I was in there and refused to let me let me die. And um, that's not a reference to me wanting to take my own life. It just means that that spark was in there and, and kind of wanted out. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that's what I am doing now. I'm honouring the person I probably was always meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're giving me chills. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I mean, she, little Philippa, and that spark stuck with you the whole way. Mm. It, you know that that spark never vanished, and I don't think that. Well, my belief is that. I don't. I don't think a spark like that can vanish. I think life can can bury those sparks and yeah. we lose sight of them and we think they vanish and we think that you know sometimes when you you think you've got it and then you don't you think that you've lied to yourself but actually your story is proof that those sparks can't vanish if you if you are honoring your true self yeah they they will shine through and and look, and look at the difference that, could you tell us the difference that has made your life from, you know, the moments you started honouring that spark and the person that you, you truly, gosh, ah, you know, taking back, do you, do you have a memory of a moment where you took back your power? Or has it been a gradual? Um, there were a few moments. Do you mean in the past? Yeah. There were, there or were, during. Yeah, there were a few moments. Um, there was one in particular, one Christmas Eve, which, you know, as we're recording this, as we're about to get into the Christmas period, that's quite, uh, you know, good. There was one Christmas Eve where I was with my mum Christmas was always awful. I write about Christmas. Christmas was awful. I used to hate Christmas. And, um, you, you know, because it's that time where we were all forced to be together and we were supposed to be having a good time and I was just desperate for it to pass. 
and hopefully with no, you know, with with not too much aggro. I mean, you know, Christmas Day couldn't pass quick enough for me um, for a lot of my life, really. But there was one Christmas uh, Eve uh, when I was in my twenties. Was I a bit older than that? No, I might have been in my early thirties actually. Um, so that's how long it went on for. <laughs> uh, and I was with my mum and we, uh, anyway, we ended up having a row. We went somewhere um, and something happened and we ended up having a row. Well, she she started being horrible to me about something else because I wasn't very impressed with the way somebody else was behaving. And she just absolutely turned on me and made it out as though it was all me. And actually, I mean, obviously I had a part to play with it. I could have just kept my mouth shut and not said anything. So I, I'm not exonerating myself completely from what went on in that moment. But something just made me go, this is never going to change. And I am not being, I'm not being in this relationship and I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be the, you know, um, the punch bag or, um, she, I mean, she wasn't, in, but I'm just not there for her to, to have a go at at will anymore and actually I took everybody back to where they needed to be and then I said to them I said I'm going because I was supposed to be staying at her house and I actually only lived about 25 miles away at the time and she said oh you can't go I said I can and I'm going I'm, I'm not doing this anymore and I went back completely I went back to my flat Christmas Eve had a little bit of a cry and then thought right that is it and it felt really good actually to be taking my power back and going I'm not doing this anymore um and I totally was prepared to spend you know Christmas on my own but I didn't because uh, events then happened and I, I then went somewhere else um, but that was definitely a, a time that really sticks out in, to me at, at taking my power back. But unfortunately, me taking my power back meant that I had to distance myself from my mum. Um, I really didn't um, have much of a relationship with her after that. And um, it's not really... I was going to say, is that my regret? I don't think I would ever have been able to have a better relationship with her anyway. We were very, very different people. Her, her alcoholism aside, we were very different people and we just, we weren't a good match um, and it would never have been any better. So uh, the only way I could deal with it was to distance myself which is what I did. And life was a lot easier. I, I mean, it, it feels really uh, disloyal saying this, but it, my life was a lot easier without her in it. Um, and um, yeah, sad but true. Um, and she's, she's not here anymore. She died four years ago. In two weeks, four years ago, she died. So yeah, it's, um, no, she died. Oh, I've forgotten. No, it would have been her birthday. That's really awful. It would have been her birthday two weeks ago and she's, she died in two weeks' time. That's it. Oh, um, So, yeah, um, you know, and uh, what it has, the whole process of going through therapy and then writing it all down, it wasn't just therapy that helped me see all this. It's the work I've done since therapy as well has really helped me see what was going on for her. Mm -hmm. as well I mean I'll never know exactly because I'm 
never did have and never will be able to have like conversations with her but it has helped me understand how painful everything must have been for her it doesn't it doesn't mean it was okay what happened to me and my brothers was not okay but I'm an adult now and I can see how what happened happened and how it it wasn't actually anything to do with those kids it was everything to do with how she was feeling and that was really very unhappy and I can see that now and somebody asked me the other day if I've forgiven her Mm. and um it was really interesting because I can't say hand on heart I have forgiven her but I almost don't feel like I have to forgive her Mm -hmm. um and they, you know, they were definitely looking at me as though, oh, well, maybe you do need to forgive her. So I don't know. Maybe there is more on my journey with that. Mm-hmm. But I feel very at peace with it um, where I am at the moment. And do you think that part of that is due to your better understanding? It's like you said, you can yeah. you can never have those conversations with her. And actually even when she was alive, that conversation may never have happened. Because... It would never have happened. It would absolutely, I can say yeah. hand on heart, I am absolutely convinced that conversation, if there is, whatever that conversation, we would never have had a deep and meaningful conversation because apart from anything else, she was either drunk, getting drunk or hungover. And she was never in a fit state to have a conversation like that. So. Um, It, it it would just never have happened. And I've grieved for that. I've grieved before she died. I grieved for what our relationship never was. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, hadn't been and never was going to be. Um, and I think there's a big part. There is a big um, need to do that for people in situations like mine, where their parenting was certainly not what what we would have wanted and probably never will be but there is big grief around that and and that grief comes in all sorts of um situations as well where the relationships that we want with people aren't what we hoped for Mm -hmm. yeah and understanding it from a different viewpoint I imagine yeah helps you process that helps you take away any blame or or guilt that you may have felt on your from your part yeah because I mean I do write in the book about a lot of the way I felt and how I felt guilty and I felt how I felt as a child growing up and um I I think the understanding of her has helped me understand where she was coming from and then to understand I was saying to somebody this morning I think yeah it was this morning that what I what what really helped me was to learn and to understand how what had happened was driving my adult behavior mm-hmm. and it gave me great comfort to realize that I had learned that pattern of behavior so if I'd learned it I could unlearn it and I could learn a different pattern and yeah. I, I think that's been really fundamental for me 
to to understand that um because i think i have changed a lot um mm-hmm. and that has largely been to do with me changing the way i think and feel about things and um just generally wanting something different that is how it all came about um because i i just couldn't carry on the way i was losing my eye was the fine losing the sight in my eye was the final straw but it had been building up to that point anyway for about two years um i'd just been getting really more and more angry and didn't know why i was angry with everybody i was utterly horrible and I had no idea what was happening and why I was so angry and so frustrated and so unhappy all the time. Um, so in a way, losing the sight in my eye sort of did me a favour because it, it it was the last straw and I felt I've got nothing to lose now. I'm going to have to do something. And that's why I went to therapy. So I was just about to ask you that. Do you see that that moment in life differently now as more... Not a blessing, obviously losing. I, I, I do say it's a blessing. Actually, it's an okay. Uh, now that I've, you know, I've got a lot of the sight back. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't know whether I would have been able to do all this work without having had that catastrophic thing happening. Um, yeah. And I think that's quite common in a lot of people's stories that they have to get to a point of no return, really. Or that's perhaps not the right way of saying, but getting to the point where they they things can't get any worse. So you you've got to do something to 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 change things. You want things to be different, and um, you know I would hope, in a way, that by recognizing some of the things happening sooner, that some people might avoid that rock bottom moment. but I like to think of hitting rock bottom is a bit like hitting, you know, hitting solid ground. So when you build up from rock bottom, you're building on solid foundations. Um, so actually rock bottom is not necessarily a really bad place to be. I have to agree. Yeah, I think that there's sometimes some of the most transformational moments in life when you you can't run anymore sometimes you, you you know that choice is taken away from you to ignore things in life and yeah. and maybe look turn the other way but yeah that that real that real feeling like there's nothing left and nothing nothing worse could happen is a lot of the time the catalyst isn't it to 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 just standing up and saying no I don't want to live like that anymore and I need to change something um and it is like you said earlier it's it's very much about changing your mind and the way you think and and I think that's really lovely that you mentioned how you know you learn all of those things and you everyone can absolutely unlearn a way of thinking and a way of being if it, if it doesn't suit them and if it's not helping you get where you want to be in life um but i think that and i think that's what's so great about your book because often people don't want to talk about those moments <laughs> one it's hard to it's easier, isn't it, not to tell everyone about your trauma and your hardships in life yeah. and, and, and turn up 
with the the new and improved you but I think that by bearing your soul in your hard times and this is what we've always done as friends this is how we become good friends which you know it's that honesty it's the rawness that's what I loved the most about your book it is so raw and it's so you 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 know the way you write it I can hear when I read it I could hear you it was like you were sat in the room with me um but I just yeah that that's the kind of power that comes with those moments isn't it I think yeah yeah you can get through the journey I think yeah and I think there is a feeling that the journey is going to be hard and that maybe it's too hard and some people don't want to embark on that journey but and and I get that because I didn't willingly embark on it. So, um, but actually, the reality is that you are living with the the effects of what happened. Anyway, the trauma that you've experienced, you are living with it, whether you like it or not. So, actually, um, looking at it maybe and processing it really can't be any harder than well that's perhaps not fair but it's not easy to bury it and pretend it didn't happen so you you know don't underestimate is what I say to people don't underestimate the the effort that you're having to go to to actually pretend it's not there and it's not affecting you so if you can do that you can probably channel the energy into overcoming it Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say I'm done. I'm not saying, oh, I've overcome all my childhood trauma and I'm like, oh, you know, everything's, <laughs> everything's rosy. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's made me who I am and it does come back to um, challenge me um, frequently, I think. Um, but actually, I can't remember the last... Uh, uh, off the top of my head right now, I can't remember the last... Well, actually, on on Sunday... I was I was out for a walk with my husband Mark who actually is the one person I name in the book and our dog and you know as is his want he he doesn't read that I ask a certain question you know I ask a question and I'm hoping for a certain answer and I don't get that answer (laughs) and I get a really flippant answer and then I'm going oh okay right not reading the room here are we sort of thing and then it's like this stony silence because I've I've aired this mm, that's not what I was looking for but I haven't necessarily you know said this is what I was looking for because it's you know but also he's a bit like oh shit what have I done now so you know there's that uneasy silence for a little bit and I and then we sort of just got out of that because I I remember on that walk thinking to myself oh okay we're here okay now I've got an option I can wallow in it and feel really badly done to which is absolutely or was absolutely my go-to way of dealing with that to have not had the answer to or not had the sort of thing um in response that I would have liked um and I would then have felt sorry for myself and it would have definitely escalated into, well, what do you expect? And who's going to treat you like that? And, you know, and do, 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 you, you know, and all those bad things that would normally have gone through my head. And I thought, actually, I don't want that to happen. 
because actually I know he doesn't think yeah like that about me it's just a mismatch of kind of what was going on in that moment and I obviously needed something and I I didn't dig deep deep enough in the moment to work out what I needed and why I needed it but I could see the reaction and I could see what was going on and I knew in that moment I had a choice whether I wallowed felt sorry for myself and saw the day go downhill or whether I just let it pass and it did pass and we actually came out of it the other end and we stopped and we had a coffee and it was fine and more moments like that are happening now where I realize I am dealing with things differently so you know it is still a challenge but actually things are a huge amount better huge and amount it's better life, isn't it that yeah. is that not what life is about for every single person yeah. Yeah. challenges all the time yeah. there's you, you and you always remind me of that there is no end point there is no. you know it is every day is information gathering yeah. every day every day is a, a school day a new challenge and you know you've also taught me in those moments to remember that nothing is bad information either you know nothing is you should to learn to accept um whatever it is that is thrown at you information or a, a situation and and just process it rather than react to it because even if it's not what we want to hear, it's still good to hear it. it because although it may not have made you feel the way you had hoped, it opens your eyes to another way of, of seeing things. And yeah, the book is full of great things like this and great little, <laughs> just little, what I love about the book is, so I love self-help books, you know that, um, but my favourite type of, and they wouldn't be classed as self-help books, I don't think, but it is your type of book where there are these little messages that aren't screaming out at you on the page. They're not saying, number one, do this. Number two, do this. It, it you. It's a story that anyone can relate to or you know in some way a human to human can read your your book and relate to it on a human level and and take what they need take those messages read those messages that that just pop up within the story and they're you know I think that's a nice way to learn not someone drilling it into you saying you should do this if you want to help yourself and if you do this for three weeks this will help it's just a very honest flow flowing story of your life and the the snippets of what you learn and how to overcome them um but my other question, actually, backtracking a little bit. Thank you for those is... nice words. Thank you. So sorry. <laughs> Go on, backtracking. But backtracking a little bit, would you say that when you were younger, and I'm saying when you were younger because, you know, we, we've got your your whole lifespan <laughs> up until this point in the book. So, yeah. but you, you dealt with a lot at such a young age. And do you think, looking back, now do you think you wallowed 
um, in any moments of hardship or do you, I, I read it more as a, maybe of course everyone wallows in the moment for a little bit, but I very much feel like you are a person that, okay, You've, I've been dealt a hand of trauma. I'm going to get up and carry on and do the next thing and keep on going. How how do you see yourself and that aspect of you when you look back now after having written yeah. all of those? I, um, yeah, what an interesting question. I, um, so I would never have known the word trauma. Mm -hmm. And I would never have really appreciated whilst I was a child that what was going on was not okay. So, I mean, that was my normal. That was that that was what I knew. And, you know, to be honest, I had no option of going anywhere else. So it was very much a a case of how do I survive in this situation? How can I get through this? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think, um, and I was going to get through it. You, you know, I, 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 I don't think I did. Um, a huge amount of wallowing whilst I was still at home. My wallowing always came. My wallowing and feeling sorry for myself always came when relationships with men ended. So I, you know, and there were, you know, there were there were a few of those. There was the odd one. So actually, that's when the wallowing came. I think there were times that I, I very definitely wished I had a different family. Mm -hmm. I wondered what I had done to to end up in a family where I felt so out of place. And I always felt that it was me that was wrong, that I didn't fit in because somehow I was wrong or I wasn't the right person. And I definitely wasn't made to feel that I was um a valuable part of the family now that sounds really awful I know it does um but I th there's a bit in the book where I write that I there was a point where I re I I definitely realized that us me and my brother being the children of my dad when my mum remarried there was a point where I definitely realized that our position was quite fragile. I'm not saying he realized that, but I felt that our mine and his position was quite fragile because we were the children from the previous marriage. And um, somebody said to me quite recently, actually, which I'd never, it's never crossed my mind before, but it's along the similar line that, that, that we, we must have reminded her of the end of that marriage, which was not something that she brought about. Um, well, uh, there were other things going on that I haven't written about, but that marriage ended for, the, for a few reasons, I think, but one of the main reasons was the reason I, I wrote about it in the book. And um, I, we would have been a constant reminder, me and my brother would have been a constant reminder of the end of that. And I think that without a shadow of a doubt, that was painful for my mum because my mum, 
left home to marry my dad and you know had high hopes for what her life would be like and it didn't didn't go the way she would have wanted it so um I definitely felt that our place was fragile um so I think I took that really to heart and decided that I had to be the best the best daughter that I could be so that I got to stay. I don't know where I thought I'd be sent, but I felt that if I I could be sent away if I was not good enough. So I tried really hard to be a good girl. Um and um it never made anything any better. So I constantly felt like I was failing at that, which I think is where my feeling of not being good enough really comes from. Um, although I think it also comes from my dad leaving. It's quite, it's complicated. Um, and, and it's funny talking about it now because I never, it's not like I've dwelled on any of this over the years. I have just, buried it I -hmm. have not it's not like I've done work on it over bits over the years I literally have buried all of it not thought about it and just got on with my life until everything came crashing down five years ago um but your original question was did I wallow wasn't it and um I don't (laughs) think I did wallow because actually there's this survival streak in me that actually I was going to survive that time there and I was going to get out at 18, which I did. Um, I went to university and I never went back. I never went back to live. I did go back, but I never went back to live. And I never asked them for anything else after that. I knew, I felt that I couldn't rely on them. And the only person I could rely on was me. And I was going to have to make my way in the world. So when things came, went wrong, as they did, I, you know, felt sorry for myself for a while and then had to pick myself back up again because there was nobody else going to come and pick me back up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think that is inherent in me. I think, I think there was something in me that, that enabled me to do that. But it wasn't easy, and the the the, the more the, the more it happened, the harder it came to keep bouncing back. But maybe, and this is just me analyzing. I don't yeah, know. But go for maybe, it. Oh, well, you know me. I love an analyzing session. Go on. But maybe, not maybe, but you know, things in life have to happen, and I'm not saying that your story had to happen that way, but. Look at who it shapes you into and not not without work. You've had to work to put those lessons into practice to become the person you want to be. But that is very much who you are in my life. You're you're the rock that says you can do it. You know, there's nothing is impossible, Louisa. You you can do this. You've got to have determination and you just don't give up and you don't be you don't beat yourself up about things, but you continue because it is possible. And I think, yeah, my goodness, you've had to live through a lot 
to learn all those lessons, but you are so incredible at teaching others how to apply that to their life too. And that, that way of thinking that nothing is impossible and don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't or that you are or you aren't something, you know, you, you paved that way for yourself. And I think that to do it, so honestly, with so much conviction all the time, and you probably don't even realize it, it, it to me, it's very natural. It, it, you just, whoop, <laughs> you just vomit these things out um, very, very naturally. But actually, you, you've lived through so much and done so much work to be able to be that person in society. Um, and we, you know, we weren't always friends but I've always had this view of you. Um, and I think that your, this journey, your life has, has brought you to where you are today because you are an incredible person to talk to about anything, you know, especially when things are tough. You are a complete rock to everyone in your life. You go above and beyond you are so kind and you know many people don't reach that level of kindness because they probably will never feel maybe some of the levels of pain that you have felt um and I think that or hurt you know you 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 have been hurt and you have had to carry that and you have had a lot of situations where you've had to deal with the emotion but not necessarily be able to to talk that out with the the person that you are needing to have that conversation with and I think that that's tough that that prolongs any healing and any understanding because you're you have to live that life of trying to gather that information to even begin to understand um but my goodness well, yeah what a person it has shaped you into and yeah I, where do you see yourself going now? So you, obviously, you have clients aside from your podcast and your website and your, your blog, and you are through all these different channels, helping people. And where do you see yourself going next on the, on this journey? Do you, do you think it's another book? Do you think <laughs> <laughs> because oh, you have so much to, to offer and yes we've had your story in this book and yes we now see how you've overcome so many things but do you think the next part of your journey is is showing the new not the new you the you that always was but the the empowered you gosh the empowered me um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yes I think it is I feel like writing the book I always used to talk about I wanted to write it because I almost like wanted to draw a line under it mm -hmm. um and it doesn't mean that it it's gone away dealt with and is not anything to because it'll always be with me but it it, it it I think the reason I could I could write it now and I've never been able to write it before is because I have looked it all in the eye and I've come to terms with it all. That doesn't mean there's not any more processing or work to do, but on the whole, I can, I can 
I, I was able to write it and I can talk about most of it with with love and compassion for everybody it involves and without getting really upset about it. I'm not saying it doesn't make my voice crack occasionally, but I can talk about it now. Mm -hmm. um, I think, funnily enough that, I mean, it was hard writing the book at times, but one of the hardest things which you helped me with was writing my bio on the back. And I think that has been about coming to uh understand who I am now so you know the book is my story but actually the back is about me and who I am now and I think that's why I found that hard um mm. and putting my the, the 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 true me out into the world is a different ball game altogether but that is the next stage now for promoting the book and um you know, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to people on podcasts. I'd like to, I don't know, I'd like to talk to groups of people. I, you, you know me, I, talking yeah. is a good medium for me. I'm not a great public speaker, but actually something drives me to want to stand on a stage and talk. Um, and I think that's the, the, the passion that I feel about helping people be the best that they the best version of the truest version that they can be you know who are they really underneath it all because I've found a whole different me underneath it and I kind of think if that's happened to me it, I can't be the only one um and I I think that is the next step for me but it's also you know it's more it's more work for me to do more processing for me to do to work out how I do that in a way that is um I that, that I can do it without sort of uh overstimulating my nervous system which sends me into overwhelm again because as a child with the trauma growing up with the trauma that I had I'm constantly working to keep my nervous system calm and so I want to find a way of moving forward with promoting the book and getting my message, my beliefs sort of out to more people in a way that I can kind of still be me in the middle, in it all as well. And that's part of being the true me now, I think. I, you know, a couple of people have, who've already read it, have said, I want to know what happens next. So mm -hmm. maybe there is another book and maybe the next book is more of the book that I envisaged at the beginning. So I originally envisaged writing a book about the, the things I'd learned with a bit of my life story. But actually what I've ended up writing is my life story with some of the things I've learned in there. But there are things that I have learned post-ending therapy that have brought me to where I am now this podcast um you know coaching and um that that I haven't written about in the book really so maybe maybe there is another book you know who knows I my I didn't know that I can write I'm not saying it's the most, you know, the best literary piece of, you know, the uh, book that's written. It's it's written in my northern style. It's written in a chatty fashion. Um, but there are 
the draft that is here now, the, the, the book that is coming out is very different to the original stories that I wrote. There is much more detail in there. They're much more evocative of the atmosphere that was going on at the time. And I didn't know I could write like that. And I, I've actually really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I put a little a bit of me into my newsletters, a little bit of me into my posts on Instagram, a little bit of me into my um, uh, blog posts. And I like writing. Uh, so I think there's probably more writing to come. Um, but yeah, as far as anything else goes, I, 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 I don't really know. I don't have a massive big plan. Maybe I should have. Uh, I know, you know, you, you and I like to talk about manifestation and things, but actually I'm all for manifestation, but I don't even know what I want to manifest yet. So I'm, I'm just yeah. at the minute, I'm just waiting to see what happens. I'm going to enjoy December yeah and start off the 2022 and sort of see what happens and yeah. enjoy the feedback from your your yeah. book it will be a whole whole nother world of information seeing how different people yeah read the book and what they take yeah. from it and what they understand from it um which leads you on to one of my other questions um So what? before we go on to another question, can I just ask you, are, I'm wondering, because we've been talking for quite a while now, and I'm wondering whether actually we stop it and then we we record a second part, or how do you feel about that? Or do you think we should perhaps just do one, you know, one more question and end it? Where do, where do you think? Okay, one more question, and then we'll end it, and then maybe we'll come back okay. for a All round. Right. <laughs> We'll okay. see. I'll leave that up to you to decide. Okay. okay, go on then. Go on then. But what would your... So I've read it and I've got my takeaways from it and the, the things that I have learned. But what are you hoping not to achieve from this, um, but what... Gosh, maybe this should have been for the next one. <laughs> but... You know, what if there say there were one or two comments or ideas or feelings you would like someone to take away from this book or lessons, what would they be? Um, so as far as lessons go, I don't think I think I'm not trying to teach anybody anything with the book. It's just this is what I've been through. This is what I've learned from it. If this can help you. Brilliant, um, mm -hmm. because I. I really think everyone's experience in the world and everyone's journey is completely theirs. And, you, you know, there might be um, parts of mine that people recognize. Um, one of the early readers who has, to my mind, our upbringing and our, the way we are in the world and everything are completely and utterly different. But they did say to me, you will, ha you, you will not be able to, you know, you will not believe how many parallels I have seen in your story and I was like okay so maybe I don't even understand what it is that I've done yet if, if you know what I mean um what I would I would like I would like it if it was a um a comfort to some people who are going through things and um can feel that maybe reading my book that there is a way through it and there is there will be life after whatever it is they're going through. 
Um, I would, I would like people to feel seen that their experience is not just them alone, that actually there is not just me. And if I can understand what they're going through, because they can see from what I've written about that I would understand what they are going through, that it's not just me, that there are also other people out there who will understand what they're going through and might inspire them to find those people and to find a group, to find places where they can talk about it. Because actually bottling it up and not talking about it just makes it grow and fester mm -hmm. and it will come out it, it you know it really will come out or you will just have to expend more and more energy keeping it down yeah. when actually you could be channeling that energy into doing who knows what but something that would be much more enjoyable and um you know better for you but there is obviously a process in the middle from going to burying it to actually expending that energy doing something else. So I just, um, I suppose I would love it if people found it inspiring that actually with some work, because I won't pretend it's easy because it wasn't easy. And there were times at the beginning that I would quite happily have given it all up, but actually embarking on my therapy, I knew I had to stick with it, which is why I was there for um, three years in the end. Um, and in the middle of that, one year of those three years, I was also doing a counselling foundation course, which is like really <laughs> hardcore or, or the foundation course I did. So actually, I had more than three years of therapy, really. I had probably the equivalent of about five years of therapy all rolled into three. So um, I'm not saying everyone's going to take five years either. And I'm not actually saying therapy is what works for everybody. Um, I felt the need to go to therapy. Um, I think it's more the connection you have with the person that you're working with, not whether they're a, a counsellor, a psychotherapist, a, a coach, um, a healer of some description. I think it's actually the relationship that you have with that person that is actually truly transformative. So, um, and that's why I stuck with my counsellor. I didn't like, I didn't particularly like her but I felt it was the right place to be. I trusted my intuition that what I was doing was what I needed to do. Um, so I can't remember, what was, your, what was your question? What do I want people to take away from it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there will be some people who will read it and just think it's a load of nonsense and a lot of, um, navel gazing and uh, rubbish and that's fine because it's mm -hmm. definitely not going to be for everybody but until you read it you won't know whether it's for you or yeah. not but I think the right the people who it's meant for will get something out of it and actually what they get out of it is 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 purely for them really I would love to hear from people who've read it and what they've got from it and yes I can't and you know I can't wait to hear that patience as you know is not my greatest virtue <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, you know it's like right let's do it now 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 mm. but you know I will just wait and see and I just hope that I have created something that is going to be useful and helpful I have got what I need from it already just by writing it so now mm. I'm releasing it out into the world to see whether it can help anybody else and um 
that's it really don't get me wrong if it's a massive success that'll be brilliant but that is not <laughs> that is not why I've written it and that's not actually what I'm expecting yeah um, I and and you know I mean the magic of books they will it will find the person who yeah. needs to read that story I hope so and, I really hope so and I I think your point about people reading your story and realizing that they're not alone that is one of the reasons I am a complete book nerd because in this world you don't have so many honest conversations with people day to day and actually books are so comforting they're an eye into someone you know someone else's life and experience that you don't get to hear about very much you you know we we often tread this earth thinking oh it's poor me it's just me or why why am I feeling this way but actually we're all human and we're all going through something whether it feels as bad as someone else's pain or not but we're always dealing with stuff and yeah I, I really do believe in in the magic of the world and the magic of books your your book will find someone that just needs to hear your story to to hopefully help them view their life story in a in a different way and maybe through you know the emotion that your book brings up where so for me I just wanted to hug little Philippa and and just say you know it it, is hard it's hard to read a story especially being told from such a young age uh, uh, of a child feeling that way but it's so common it's so common and actually I think this is another area but parents and and their communication with children that it changes a child's life and actually I you know I'm not a parent so it's not fair for me to comment but I re- I've read another book in the past that really made me view my mum and dad's journey in a different life and and it helped me understand our relationship as I was growing up and I luckily read that book early enough to implement some of those those thoughts and ideas into my life now um, where I am still quite young and and can have that that relationship with my parents but yeah I, I think that that that's that's what I think your book will do is that it will touch people that it needs to and it absolutely will help people because it's nothing but honest um and it comes from your heart like you said you're not about the money you know you're not trying to become famous overnight you do care um and yeah it's you don't even have to hope that it's inspiring it is nothing but inspiring so so yeah I'm blushing here now. Thank you. <laughs> that's very I, that's very kind of you. Thank you. But yeah. Um I guess we should wrap it up. I think I, I guess, I guess one we should. extra question. <laughs> one extra question. Go on then. There's always one more. No, no, no. I was gonna say that one extra question took how long for us to answer. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. 
exactly yeah. i do think we should wrap it up now because i think we're going to find this has actually been quite a long episode but you know that's fine the right people will be listening to it so um and it's been so nice to just hear your experience of, of writing the book and having to you know relive those moments and sometimes do a little bit less work on the book because you've had to process those things so this has just been another part of your journey and I'm very very excited to see the rest (laughs) thank you thank you I really thank you for all your lovely words and thank you for doing this today because um it's been really really nice to hear your take on it and and to then for you to provoke me to think about different things actually so um thank you good it's and where can where can um people once they've read the book where can they get in contact with you and let you know Louisa, not everyone does let you to have your number <laughs> what a great question to, uh, to, to, uh, to ask me so of course uh, there is always uh, the possibility of leaving a review on Amazon which would be marvellous but to get in touch with me uh, the best place is probably on my website go to safeandsupported.co.uk and there's a contact me button or you can send me an email at meetingofmindspodcast at gmail.com or you'll find me on Instagram where I'm at safe and supported coaching and you can direct message me there and you know there are some listeners who have direct messaged me on Instagram and um, if if you're listening today are those people who've done that thank you it is really nice to hear from you um and yeah please please get in touch with me anyway um i i, I can't it, it means a lot to me to hear from people so um if you fancy getting in touch i would love to hear from you um right so let's wrap this up louisa thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to record an episode with you uh again um will you will you come back will you come back and i would love to come back because i have said i've said it out loud so come january i'm going to not do as many uh solo episodes but try and get people on i'm going to try and um tap up some of my hsp community and get them to come on i'm gonna try and get some coas on um to talk but also i want loads of people so can we do some more of our uh talks about various subjects because um they are brilliant (laughs) lovely thank you thank you and thank you for having me i am honored to have been asked to be your interviewer yeah well i wasn't gonna ask anybody else so thank you i'm glad it was you so listeners thank you uh thank you for being with us today and listening to us to the end of this episode um i hope you enjoyed our conversation today and um i'll be back next week with another episode and in the meantime you take take good care of yourself okay bye thank you for listening to the meeting of minds podcast You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends, please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website, www.safeandsupported.com. Until next time, bye.